More reports this morning of the growing concern about the fast-spreading Delta variant of coronavirus. It's up it's up to 60% more transmissible than the original variant, and it could account for 90% of new cases across the EU in the coming months. So, as it has been said many times, it's a race between this new variant and getting as much of the population as possible fully vaccinated. In terms of the next steps of the vaccine rollout and also concerns surrounding the Delta variant, here's what the Taoiseach Michal Martin had to say yesterday in Brussels. Um, the Chief Medical Officer uh, spoke to him earlier last week and he indicated to me he would be engaging with NIAC in respect of the um, application or administering of vaccines in terms of age restrictions, and particularly in the context of AstraZeneca and Janssen. And that would really broaden the portfolio of vaccines available um, for July and August. And I think the balance of risk has changed. Therefore, uh, that's something that would be considered by the uh, immunization uh, advisors to government in terms of making sure that we can protect people against the Delta variant. Uh, there was an interesting sharing of experiences across the table. Uh, the Portuguese uh, Prime Minister of the view that it hasn't yet had the impact um, on their situation in terms of hospitalization and critical care uh, as, as earlier uh, variants might have had. Um, so a lot of data is still being collected, uh, but I think that's the most practical exercise that's underway at the moment, the consideration by the CMO and NIAC of, of whether we can change the age restriction constraints on the utilisation of AstraZeneca and Janssen. That was the Taoiseach Michal Martin there speaking yesterday in Brussels. We're joined now by Professor Cleona O'Farrelly, Professor of Comparative Immunology at Trinity College Dublin. Good morning, Cleona. Morning, Brianna. Thanks for coming on the show. So the balance of risk has changed. Michal Martin has said in relation to the spread of the Delta variant and the rate of vaccination here in Ireland. Would you share his concerns? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, uh, you used the term there at the beginning. It is some sort of a horrible race now between the Delta variant and our vaccination strategy. You know, that Delta variant is, is really very effective. And I suspect that we probably have more of it here in Ireland than we think um, because we just haven't got that, um, the ability to sequence enough that quickly. And in terms of broadening the application of, or administration of vaccines through AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson, you mentioned that that horrible race. Is this something you think should be introduced to, to help us win that horrible race? Oh, absolutely. Anything we can do at all. So if we could, and I really do appreciate that um, our um, vaccination rollout has been fantastic. I mean, anybody, any of us who've had it, have experienced it, have experienced such efficiency and professionalism and, and pleasantness um, from everybody. So that's a really, really difficult task. So trying to speed something of such high quality up is, is it going to be a real challenge. But um, any way that we can, if we can mix the vaccines, if we can get um, narrow the gap between first and second um, doses, anything we can do at all, we should be doing. And in terms of, of risk, you know, potentially being heightened by giving those under 50 the vaccines that were previously thought were a little bit too risky, is that something that we should balance as well? Yes, well, again, as he, uh, Michal, the, the Taoiseach, Michal Martin, the Taoiseach had the phrase there, it's about the balance of risks. Mm. I mean, it's clear from um, across the world that when you have data from literally tens of millions of people, you can see this tiny little risk of increased clotting But um, with the AstraZeneca. But in comparison to the risk that you, people undergo from the infection, it's infinitesimal. The, inf the, it, the risk from the vaccine, the risk from the um, infection that we're talking about, are, first of all, as we know, there's death and there's hospitalisation, um, but there's also myocarditis. 
um, and long COVID. And to see long COVID in really healthy young people is is not nice to see. My clinical colleagues tell me about this and they're telling me that uh, this is going to be a problem for years, the long COVID. If we need to get this, we need to get rid of this virus. And you, you mentioned hospitalisation there. And we're looking at the situation in Lisbon, Portugal, where the Delta variant has accounted for more than seven in 10 new infections. But that, that doesn't seem to have the same impact on hospitalisations and critical care in comparison to other variants. What do you make of those comments that it's maybe not as, as impactful on hospitalisations and creating serious cases? Yeah, well, I was very puzzled by that data. I don't think that's the experience of other countries that have Delta. So I was just puzzled by it. But the, um, the Portuguese situation has been complicated by, the, as far as I can understand, by a relatively um, low vaccination rate. So maybe I was just very puzzled because my understanding is that right across the globe, the Delta variant is, is sending people into hospital and killing people. I mean, that's what the ECDC has warned. It could lead to more hospitalizations. Yeah. And they've also yeah. said that we could leave a group exposed. And that is people over 60 who have only had one vaccine. What do you make of that? Yeah, well, that, that's certainly true um, that um, full vaccination is, is recommended to give full protection. But just to um, ease the worries of the people who only have, have one vaccine, um, certainly the, the single vaccine should protect against serious disease. So we would be optimistic that everybody would be protected against the serious disease. And if I could come back to actually the Portuguese, it just occurred to me just now, one of the reasons why there mightn't be a high amount of hospitalisation may be because it's young people. Okay. that are getting it. Yes. And so um, that is, again, when balancing the risk, this is why the, the job of, of NIAC and Neffet at the government is so hard. It's because you keep, you need more data all the time. The data keep changing, you know, the experience from the different countries. But um, young people um, in the main seem to get much milder disease than older people. So um, they may not have to go to hospital, but we don't know about the incidence of the complications of um, infection of, in, in young people and whether even though you have mild disease, you might still get long COVID and the other complications. And, and of course then, sorry, Brianna, yeah, yeah. And of course then, um, you, you'd be carry, the, the young people would be carrying the virus um, and therefore would give it to the older people who weren't. That's the other, I don't like... I don't like using the term that young people would be a reservoir of the virus, but nevertheless, if they were out and about and they didn't get that sick, um, then they would give it to the more vulnerable people who had not been vaccinated. And just quickly, no decision has been made yet on the easing of restrictions on July 5th. Should easing be deferred, in your opinion? I think we think should think very carefully. I hate being a party pooper. Everybody is dying to get back to normal life. I really understand that. But I think there probably is a very strong case. If, if we could get another a million people vaccinated, um, I, I just think that we should be thinking carefully about it. Yes. And how far away are we in knowing what percentage of the population needs to be fully vaccinated before hospitality could, say, safely reopen? Well, I'm an immunologist and I'm going to say 80% <laughs> but, uh, of, the, of, the, of the population. But um, I don't know if, if that will, uh, would, would correlate with what other people think. Okay, my thanks to, to Cleona O'Farrelly there, the Professor of Comparative Immunology at Trinity College, Dublin. Now joining us on the line at News Talk Breakfast here is Dr Nula O'Connor, a Cork GP and clinical lead on COVID-19 for the Irish College of General Practitioners. Nula, good morning. Good morning, Brianna. Now, what's your view on where we are after what we've heard this morning? Okay, well, I think uh, that Ireland has done really, really well. 
And I think the message for this summer is we need to uh, look at how we can make the most of the summer while staying protected from COVID-19. We know a lot more about this virus than we did before. Now, obviously, vaccination is our ultimate weapon. Uh, We have two thirds of our eligible population vaccinated, but we need to get higher numbers uh, uh, so that we've done really well. Most of our vulnerable population are are vaccinated. We've had incredible uptake in our uh, over 70, almost 100 percent uptake of vaccination. Uh, We've 92 percent first doses of vaccinating in our over 60 to 69 and their second doses are coming in. but. The non-vaccine measures, so staying at home if you have symptoms, and the symptoms, particularly this Delta variant, can be quite mild. It can seem like a like a mild head cold, even like hay fever symptoms this time of year. So stay at home and get tested if even if you have very mild symptoms. Uh, enjoy the outdoors. We know that being outdoors is much safer than indoors. This virus loves where people are inside in crowded poorly ventilated spaces and particularly when they get animated and they start talking and chatting and laughing and singing. That's what it loves. And you must remember that bulks have been around for millions of years. They're constantly trying to evade us. All that's happening with these variants is that the the virus is realizing, oh, they figured out uh, how how to protect from one version of me and then the next version uh, it takes off. So the Delta variant is a concern, uh, but overall our case numbers are staying reasonably steady. Um, If you look at where we've come since January, we've a 94% drop uh, from January's peak in terms of our 14-day incidence. So we're holding our own at the moment, but we just need to keep at it for another three or four weeks. We could have another million doses, up to a million doses of vaccine given in three or four weeks. Um, By the 19th of uh, July, everybody who's already had the one dose of AstraZeneca will have been offered their second dose. And we really know it's that second dose is incredibly important for the full protection against Delta variant. And we know that two doses of any of the vaccines will give you very significant, over 90% protection against severe disease, hospitalisation and death, which is what this is all about. And you mentioned there that this virus loves to be inside. It loves people chatting and, and talking. So what are your thoughts on the reopening, the proposed reopening on the on the 5th of July? Is it just too risky? Yes. You know, I think we need to be sensible about it. Actually, uh, the WHO and Europe have, have, have launched a new campaign called the Summer Sense Campaign. And, and to come back to what I said, it's about making the most of the freedoms that we now have. Nobody wants to go backwards. And we don't need to go backwards. So if we can, um, and I know it's difficult for the people who are in the hospitality industry, and it's very difficult, but if we can hold firm for another three or four weeks just so that we can get more of the population vaccinated, I think we can then open more safely. Look at Iceland. So Iceland now has 75% of its eligible population uh, vaccinated and they have actually, they're completely open now. And, And that's where we want to be because countries that have opened up too soon are actually now going 
um, the other direction. So we've seen with Portugal, um, the Delta variant is really taking hold there. And they only have about 53% of their eligible population having a first dose of vaccine. So they're a little bit behind us in, in the vaccination. And they're now up to 1,000 cases per day. You can see in Lisbon, um, they're closing down. Nobody's allowed in or out of Lisbon at the weekends without having a negative PCR test. Um, you see it taking off um, in Germany, uh, in uh, right around the world, it's taking off in in the US. It's taking off in Israel, which was which was a world leader, and they think that's because of um, imported cases and people not adhering to the advice when they return from travel. Um, and I think the other thing to remember is that no vaccine is 100% effective, so people can still get COVID. Um, and I, we were vaccinating in our practice yesterday, and and you are telling everybody, look, we were we were using um, the Pfizer vaccine, so we're saying, look, you need to really careful for the next seven days. But look, even for the summer, the Delta variant is around. So you know, let's just all be sensible about it. Let's enjoy the outdoors. Let's try to avoid the place and the, the situations that this virus loves. So we get more people vaccinated and Ireland does not have to go backwards. And what's your take on the reversing of the decision to give AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson to people under 50 to try and boost those vaccination rates? I know we're seeing in other countries that there's a slight vaccine hesitancy among the younger population. Do you think that'll happen here if those decisions are made? Well, Ireland uh, has had a very little vaccine hesitancy so far and even in the younger population um, uh, from the ESRI polls on this uh, only 2% of those under 35 have said that they definitely would not take a vaccine. So clearly there has been um, concern about AstraZeneca and concern about this very very rare uh, uh, blood clotting disorder but ultimately it's going to be up to NIAC to make a decision on the balance of risk so the balance of um, the protective effect of the vaccine versus the risk of this disease in particular age groups. And there's a number of different factors are taken into account in that. Uh, so we'll have to await NIA because they are the ultimate experts on this and await their decision. And lastly, what is it about this variant that, that makes it so much more trans- transmissible? Uh, we don't, well, what it, it, it's, it's evaded, as I said, these bugs have been around for millions of years and they're constantly looking for ways uh, that, that they can find a host, which is a human, so that they can continue to um, uh, replicate and, and create more of the bugs. Uh, so what we know is that it's much more transmissible, maybe 40 to 60% more transmissible. So what we need to do is follow uh, the, the general public health measures, which is stay outdoors, because once you're outdoors and there's good airflow, that disperses any virus that's there. Uh, if you're feeling unwell at all, even with really mild symptoms, mild kind of head cold symptoms, stay away from others so that you can protect others and get yourself tested. When you are in any um, uh, indoors or even if you're in a crowded outdoor situation, wear your mask, wash your hands and just be respectful um, of of maintaining that distance uh, with others. That's very sensible advice. Okay, we'll leave it there. That's Dr. Nula O'Connor, COG GP and clinical lead on COVID-19 for the Irish College of General Practitioners.